Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of the Bleeding Metal podcast. My name is Pia, she, her, and I'm here with... Hey everybody, this is Kiki, she, her. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Yes, thank you. Um, today we're gonna recap our year 2021 music-wise. So we thought about the albums that we listened to a lot and the songs that were special for us this year also some music videos and the very few live events that we were able to visit. In the end, we also going to talk about the games that we played this year. And we might look forward to some albums that are going to be released in 2022. So yes, that's what we're going to do today. But before that, we're going to discuss um, something else that Kiki pre prepared for us. First of all, <laughs> if you hear me differently, it's because, as I announced, I think a few episodes ago, I am right now in Ecuador. I am volunteering again at a feminist organization. And um, yeah, I've been here for six weeks already. Damn, time really flies by. That's so awesome. Yes, it really is. It is a lot of work and... Um, It's really, really tiring and also life-threatening sometimes. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, just last week I got a very, very bad, 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 bad sunburn because we stood outside of Parliament the whole day and the sun in Quito can be very, very dangerous. And I underestimated it and uh, didn't put on uh, sunscreen or enough sunscreen. Um, But anyway, we stood uh, outside of Parliament all day while they were debating uh, the new law project about um, legal abortions for survivors of uh, sexual violence, which is a very important thing. Uh, the law has not been completely written, written up yet, but the something like the or the, the Constitutional Court in Ecuador already approved approved this law uh, in April of this year. So that was a big win. And that's how I wanted to start our yearly recap. Uh, we were talking about making the podcast a lot more about topics that are important to us. And this is women's rights, including their reproductive rights, are very important to me and I'm sure to Pia as well. Yeah. And so, <laughs> yes. And so this was a big win for Ecuador this year. Abortion was allowed before when women or girls, for example, had disabilities. And now it is also uh, possible for um, survivors of sexual violence to get legal abortions. But it's still very debated. And um, yeah, we just hope that the parliament will make a just law that will benefit or that actually will erase all of the obstacles that usually especially impoverished women or women from other uh, racial minorities as well for example have or women who are in a situation of uh, of immigration all of those um all of those survivors have a lot of uh, different obstacles that this law should um, get out of the way so that it is all easier, that the process is easier because it's already, you know, a very, a very awful situation they're in. And uh, yeah, that is also something that I look forward to next year because the next debate and the voting will take place in January. And so the work continues. <laughs> And uh, next time I have to protest, I will make sure to put on, put on a, lot more, a lot more sunscreen. <laughs> That's what I've learned until now. That is so cool. And I, um, I followed 
everything that you posted in your Instagram story. So mm -hmm. people out there, if you want to stay updated about what Kiki does in Ecuador, you can also follow her on Instagram, Kiki gg87 yes yes <laughs> yes i'll be here all the way until mid-march so i will witness and be part of the women's march on march 8th of course and uh, then i'm coming back to germany but uh, yeah another news that we were talking about is um the news it's actually not very new news but Because apparently uh, the Spotify CEO, uh, Daniel Ek, uh, already invested in this company in early November. But just a few weeks ago, um, a lot of artists were starting a campaign to boycott Spotify because um, the investment that the co-founder and CEO, Daniel Ek, made was in a startup, in a German startup actually, that develops artificial intelligence for um, apparently the military, for national security and defense, it says. And so I'm going to link a piece of news in, in the show notes so that everybody can read it if you haven't, um, if you haven't heard about it yet. But I just uh, wanted to talk to you, Pia, a little bit about that because um, it's we talk a lot about music being political and music making music making statements, and so um, the funding of the military is something that I'm not so sure about. Mm -hmm. I think it should totally be separated, and I'm really happy that. I am not a Spotify premium user anymore since many, many years for a different reason. But I don't know, it, it would feel wrong if I would read on the internet that my money is used for this, uh, for this artificial intelligence that will be used in a war. Okay, I have a bank account and everything. So obviously my money is used somewhere for this it has never been that obvious and yeah if i would still be a spotify user i would definitely think about using a different streaming service because i don't want to support that uh, spotify has been in the news for not paying the artists very well and making a lot of money and now this money goes to this <laughs> i would not want that but i think you're a spotify user right Yes, I have been a Spotify premium user and subscriber for uh, going on eight years now, probably. And just recently I switched from um, from a single account that I shared, which I don't recommend, um, mm -hmm. with my partner, <laughs> to a couple's account. And... Uh, It's not the family pack just yet. It's just two two accounts. And that was just recently. And I must admit that the news was was shocking to me. Um, I am uh, conscious about where I put my money. Um, we've talked about the political power of money in this podcast before, um, especially in terms of, uh, of what we consume and which brands we support and we are very mindful or I, I try to be mindful about that. Um, the bank I, where I have my, my two bank accounts um, is actually an ecological one that supports, you know, uh, renewable energy projects and all that kind of thing. Um, when I, when I first found out that the Deutsche Bank, which is a German bank, um, um, funded weapons, the weapons industry several years ago, I, that's what caught my attention. And I, and I, uh, took my account out of there. Um, because before that I didn't know, you know, it's just some things that you, you, you don't really think about so having mm -hmm. your money in a bank can support this kind of things. And I totally agree with you that I would never want to support 
war in any form. I would never want to support the building of weapons in any form. And, um, and I've always been kind of anti these structures, like the military and the police. And I have, <laughs> and I've have gotten into so much trouble for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Because, and I will tell you that uh, in a second, but my point of view is I am so idealist and so optimistic that I think that someday we should live in a world that is so peaceful and where we uh, respect and love each other so much uh, that we don't need things like a military and the police, etc. Uh, that said, both my partners are <laughs> not fans, but... They have done their military service and they have a completely different perspective. Um, one of my partners even works at the Navy. And so I have gotten a way broader perspective on these topics. I now know that, um, you know, just for being in or working at or, uh, you know, in some way being part of uh, these uh, national defense structures doesn't mean you know you you are a, a you are a fan of of war itself or or the concept that or, or anything that that entails you shouldn't become a soldier if you hate people yeah or if you lack empathy or if you uh are, i don't know if you are or, or like the idea of killing or stuff like that <laughs> yes your motivation totally. should be to keep peace <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And that is the thing. When the, when the purpose is to keep the peace and to protect the people um, and you're risking your life for that, it takes a different meaning. And in this, going back to the case of um, the startup that Spotify is now, uh, well, not Spotify, but it's actually not even, not even that direct. Um, the CEO is taking, I think, His own money, that of course, part of that comes from Spotify, but he's investing personally, not as Spotify, as the company itself. But however, uh, Helsing AI has uh, stated that they, uh, and I quote, hope to give an information edge specifically to countries which meet the highest democratic standards or those with liberal democratic values worth defending in order to help protect free societies for future generations. All of that is very debatable as well, because that always depends on from where you're looking. But it's one of those things, you know, um, we hope that all of this is used for good. I surely do. Hmm. I want to add something, um, because I also think that we shouldn't need the police in a couple of years, or we should not need prisons anymore, even today, because... What what happens in a prison? You put people in there who did something wrong and then they come out a couple of years later and the structures within this prison won't make the person a better person or in most cases, I don't think that will happen. And also the victim does not really benefit from that. Maybe it feels good to know, okay, my punisher is in jail for five years or whatever, But there are other ways how you can, I even don't want to say that you have to also, quote unquote, punish the person who would go to prison. But there are other ways um, to also help this person because most people need help when they hurt other people. There is something behind that and they can also do something to help other victims out of their situation. So yeah, this whole concept of prison should totally be overthought and changed. Yes, that is also uh, something that, I mean, we um, with time we know more and more about um, how humans work as well, right? Not, mm -hmm. We don't only know more about machines, we also know about how, how humans work. And the isolation that... Uh, some prisoners go through is or is not exactly not exactly helpful for anybody so yeah i think all of these structures should actually be reformed mm -hmm. 
also in terms of okay, if we have to keep the the uh, defense forces for a few probably decades, shouldn't they be more even inclusive? Like they're supposed to, uh, there are more and more uh, women and non-binary people, for example, in the armed forces, and I'm not exactly sure about how inclusive i don't know uniforms are and all of these exercises and things like that that's a debate that i've also that i've also <laughs> had a lot <laughs> yeah we should talk about that because i think the police can do better and definitely needs more diversity yes if anybody out there knows of an expert in these topics uh please refer them to the post podcast we would love to have a conversation with them here um yeah here on bleeding metal and uh talking about guests i probably might be able to invite somebody to talk to us about uh the very very strong topic of abortion and the laws around the world yeah that's gonna be interesting yes wow we <laughs> went far far away from the original discussion <laughs> But to come back to Spotify and everything, I want to talk about two alternatives to Spotify. I've seen a lot of artists sharing Tidal recently on their Instagram, uh, which they recommend as a streaming service. Um, the special thing about Tidal is that I think 10% of the money you give to Tidal goes to the artist that you've been listening to the most. So... Uh, the money isn't split and goes to all the artists all over the world. Um, you can kind of choose where the money should go. And that leads to that also artists that don't have um, a very big fan base. And I think most metal, metalcore and hard rock bands don't really have so many fans <laughs> if they're not Iron Maiden or Metallica. Um, yeah, and so that's a good way to support especially them. Um, the other alternative is Voltra and Voltra gives all the money to the artists. So, um, the concept is a little bit different from normal streaming services. The title subscription costs 10 euros a month and Voltra works differently. Um, you can listen to every song that's on Voltra for free, but only once. If you want to listen to it again, you have to pay a fee. Or you can also choose to buy the song. And if you uh, listen to it 10 times, or if you paid for listening 10 times, then you automatically own the song. And the money that Voltra makes with this, all of this goes to the artist. And I tried to find out how they earn money. And they have some concepts that the artists, if they want an artist page, they have to pay a fee and stuff like that. So The money for themselves, they make differently. But yeah, I can recommend checking both of them out. I also know that Spotify is very user-friendly. I think it's the user-friendliest service that you can find um, as a streaming service out there. But the others have improved a lot in the past uh, couple of years. I use Apple Music since five years, I think. I've seen how it <laughs> improved over the years. And when I changed, I thought, well, I miss many, many things that Spotify offered. But back then I I chose to use Apple Music because they also paid more money to the artists. All these functions that I missed, they are now also there on Apple Music. So I think the other streaming platforms, they might be very equal to Spotify nowadays. That is true. That is also a thing or a concern that was raised in these in the articles about this um, boycott campaign. Will it help? Is it possible even to boycott the biggest streaming platform on the market, <laughs> music streaming pl platform on the market? And um, I don't think many people, uh, especially artists, will completely take out their... Um, their discography off of Spotify. I think if they do, it's a big statement and that's fine. Um, I don't think they will be able to take all of their uh, listeners with them if they make a move somewhere else like that. I do think it's just, Spotify is just the giant and it's very heavy. And I myself am um, 
yeah, too comfortable and lazy to move my accounts from there. I admit that. But um, it's still a very, uh, a very important conversation to have a very important discussion. It's just, I think it's just worth it to, to point that out and to make people aware of, um, of how uh, this, these things get funded and how, how it works, right? As we were saying, being conscious of how political your money can be and, and just, you know, making conscious choices and even just getting informed and, and talking about these things. Maybe we wouldn't have, I certainly wouldn't have even known that there were startups out there uh, developing artificial intelligence for the European military. And if you are a Spotify user and want to continue to use Spotify, you can also support the artists on a different way. Um, what I think is really cool about Spotify is the donation button that some artists use, that you can send money to the PayPal account of the bands. And um, you can also buy the album, for example, on iTunes or wherever, if you want If you don't want a physical copy, I don't collect CDs anymore since many, many, many years <laughs> because, yeah, there's no need for me to do that. Um, but when I like an album a lot, then I also buy it on iTunes. So I spend the 10 euros additionally, even though I can, of course, listen um, with Apple Music for free anyway. But yeah, that's what I do to support the artists. And that's what I also did with some albums that we now are going to talk about. <laughs> yes, I was just going to say that's the perfect segue to uh, going over to the album part of the of this recap. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, do you have yours uh, ordered chronologically? Because I, I, I looked up the release dates of mine. Okay, no, I ranked them. So from Ooh. one to ten. <laughs> But, well, I could start with my 10 to 4. Uh, did you rank yours or do you have a top three? I have a top two. <laughs> Then I will rush through my top uh, 10 to 3. Then you can rush through the albums that were not so, not in your top two. And then we can talk about our top two <laughs> in a bit more detail. Okay, 10 is Turnstile with the album Glow On. I didn't expect that myself. <laughs> But the album came out in the middle of the year. And since then, I've been listening to it a lot, especially yeah, when I needed something to, to pump me up or to enlighten my mood. And this album, it's just fun listening to it. And yeah, that's why um, it made its way to my top 10. Number nine is also... Kind of a surprise because it's Wizard Throne with the album Hypercube Necro Dimensions. <laughs> nice album title. And it put me back to the days when I was listening to melodic death metal a lot, especially Children of Bodom and In Flames. And yeah, there are a lot of similarities on Wizard Throne. And I can listen to this album over and over again and never bores me. Eight is Landmarks with Lost in the Waves because it's a very... Uh, diverse album it doesn't get boring at all there are so many influences from different music styles seven is one morning left with hyperactive i think i've already talked about this album in a, an episode of our metal and high heels podcast one morning left can be described as a fun band but they deal with topics like depression and um, things that happen to you that or bad things that happen to you. Um, and they want to help people and show them, yes, other people have been there too. You're not alone. And um, anyway, we can have a good time um, and we are here for you. And even if Hyperactive wouldn't have this very cool message, it would still be an album that you can definitely party to. <laughs> uh, six is Imminence with Heaven in Hiding. I would have expected it to rank higher, but I don't know, it's... It is a really, really good album, but the thing that I don't like about Eminence is the thing that many people really, really like about Eminence, and that's the violin. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I think. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> okay. But I prefer them without a violin. Sorry to say that, but yeah, 
even though if they if it's not so dominant on heaven and hiding it still keeps me away from really wanting to listen to this album again and again number five i'm pretty sure that you also have it in your um in your ranking is as everything unfolds with within each lies the other That's definitely one of my top debut albums and I still can't believe that it's a debut album because the album is so good and if you want to know more about it, listen to our episode with Charlie Rolf, the vocalist of the band. Four is Dreamshade with A Pale Blue Dot, which is also a very cool album that is in the middle of metalcore and melodic death metal and also made me listen to it a lot with a lot of hits on it. But what I didn't like so much about the album is that the lyrics don't really fit the melodies. So Dreamshade is a band that goes full force on melodies and yeah, then <laughs> sometimes the lyrics don't really go with that. They could do better with this. Number three is Atlas with the album Uko that just came out on December 12th, no, December 10th. Atlas is a band from Finland and Uko is a very dark, very melancholic album, but also very heavy. And knowing that the band is from Finland, I think that if you would make a soundtrack out of the Finnish winters, <laughs> it might sound like this. <laughs> um, it's also a a weird but really cool mixture of pagan and folk metal with metalcore and gent. So I can just recommend listening to it or give it a listen. Taiwan Ranta is a song that describes the album very good. Interesting. Yay. What's on your list? Ah, uh, my list in chronological order, as I was saying. <laughs> These are the things that I remember. This year is the second pandemic year and it feels so long and at the same time, like nothing has happened. So bear with me. The first release that I was looking for, forward to a lot was Epica's Omega. Um, they later released a live stream called Omega Alive where they performed the whole album, I think, and their hits and it is beautiful they just released it as a dvd last week i think or a few weeks ago by the way we are recording this on december 14th of 2021 and um i honestly liked the live stream a lot better because of the whole visual artistry that was involved it it's just beautiful the album in itself Steffi and I um, talked about it thoroughly I wasn't I was just not impressed another one that I liked a lot though was uh, the debut EP from Dark Horse White Horse um, it went by the same name and was released on April 16th uh, Marcela Bobbio is amazing we had a lovely personal and emotional very emotional interview with her on this podcast as well uh, early early this year yeah it feels so long ago it's like wow yep definitely yes but uh go and listen back to that because it's beautiful and go listen to dark horse white horse it's just a really powerful ep that's there's no no other way to describe that And then, uh, now that we're doing the whole, well, that I'm doing the chronological thing, in May, on the very same day that I got my first COVID vaccine, May 14th, <laughs> and this is just a special mention, uh, Leechcraft, that is deathcore band from Finland, newcomers, Thoughts of the Plague, Pandemic Edition, uh, came out. It's a re-release uh, from their debut album that came out last year. And I am featured on one of those, on one of the songs, on an acoustic version. So this is just a special, a special mention. Uh, I do like their music, but, you know, <laughs> I am very yeah. biased. <laughs> I am very biased on that. Deathcore and acoustic version sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't listen to my opinion on this one. Just go uh, to any streaming platform, to the streaming platform of your choice and look up Leechcraft, Thoughts of the Plague. Uh, the song I'm featured in is uh, Perpetual Twilight. Anyway, uh, after that, there was long uh, nothing, nothing in the summer for me. Uh, but 
in September, Sleep Token released This Place Will Become Your Tomb. Sleep Token is one of the bands that I just started listening to by the end of 2020, and I really, really like them. Um, we watched several of their videos, or at least two, or maybe we just repeated that one a lot of times, but <laughs> we watched them on our Heavy Fridays on my Twitch channel, and um, it's just really cool. They're another one of those bands that wants to remain anonymous and wears masks on stage and everything. So, uh, but the, the vocalist has just a really, really beautiful and emotional voice. So, yes. That is one that I liked a lot. After that, in October, Trivium, Trivium released In the Court of the Dragon. And this was just after What the Dead Men Say from 2020. What the Dead Men Say was really not impressive at all. I, I just was pretty bored, to be honest. And Trivium were one of my favorite bands for years. Uh, well, for like three years, four years, <laughs> but still. <laughs> And In the Court of the Dragon actually topped that. But to be honest, I can't think of another song other than the title song, In the Court of the Dragon. Anyway, that came out October 8th. And uh, after that, and also new bands that I've just gotten into, uh, Whitechapel released Kin in uh, October, by the end of October. Let me check again. This was October 29th. Yes. They released Kin, and with that, I've actually started to delve into their whole discography. So it was kind of a an entryway to for me, at least. And then um, Volumes just released Happier question mark on November nineteenth. That is actually one that I really liked. I haven't had it on playing on loop all the time, but I really liked the the album, especially the single Bend, and uh, that is one of the music videos that I also liked a lot, but we will talk about that later. Um, I also want to special mention an EP, and that is Lorna Shaw with And I Return to Nothingness, which is an EP that I've been listening to really a lot, and that's the EP with which they they showed the world their new screamer, <laughs> um, Will Ramos, and he is amazing. Wow. <laughs> I also watched um, a couple of live videos to, to find out if he can also do this on stage. And yes, he can. Yeah. And my top two was or is uh, my second favorite album of this year is As Everything Unfolds um, and their debut album Within Each Lies the Other that came out in March 20, on March 26th, early this year. We also discussed that thoroughly earlier on this podcast and we had an awesome interview with Charlie with Charlie Rolf and yes I'm really looking forward to seeing them live soon I just saw they started canceling their tours again yes they did that is so sad but good for me it means that they'll be rescheduled to when I'm back in Europe <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yes and then we come to my top one my favorite album this year, this one I'm sure it was not on your list. <laughs> no. Eternal Blue by Spirit Box, which came out on September 17th. It's just that one has really been playing on loop since it came out, mixed in with other, with other things and other artists. And um, yeah, it's just a really awesome, awesome album um, that I've been enjoying a lot. It's now it has now fueled my um my wish to start singing or doing distorted vocals or harsh vocals and yeah i'm now actively looking for someone to teach me yeah <laughs> and actually uh yeah i have started to try out things and and practice but i'm i'm still a bit scared um yes have you give, given that a listen at all Yes, I did. And I have to admit that it's a very good album, but it doesn't catch me. I can't connect emotionally and that's why it won't be in my top 10 or top 20 of the year. Oh no, it's the Epica Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but I know that 
I will never be an Epica fan in this life, but maybe I will become a Spirit Box fan. So there's still hope. <laughs> I'm still a bit confused about all the hype. Yes, they are really good, but it's a bit too much hype for a band that is so small. I don't know. I, for me, it's a bit weird. But yeah, I can totally understand when people listen to the album, like the album, and really, really like the band and support it. I will keep an eye on them. <laughs> yes, and I'm also really looking forward to seeing them live at some point in the future. And um, that's uh, that. Those were my favorite albums. You are still, what's your top two? My top two? I can recommend a vocal teacher who could teach you how to scream. <laughs> She right. also did our jingle, um, our opening music or the vocals and I'm talking about Jelena Dobrich who is the vocalist of Persona um, Persona just released their album Animal and it's a very very impressive album I didn't expect that when they announced they will release a new album but um, I knew before that Jelena is a really really good singer she can sing all vocal styles that I can think of and I never heard her with very low growls, but I think that if she would try, she could do that too. Um, but also the music improved a lot. They put some gent <laughs> in their music, which a lot of bands do, but I'm still obsessed with this style. And um, they also have two new band members. Uh, the bass player is new and the drummer also. And they, yeah, they also, uh, or the sound of the band benefits from them also. And Animal is uh, an album with um, a lot of really heavy songs, but also some ballads, some lighter tunes. I can totally recommend listening to that one and paying more attention to the band because they also released it through um, crowdfunding. We did an, an episode with them in late 2020, I think. Maybe it was released this year. I'm not sure about that there they talked about that and i don't know why they are not signed to a label yet so keep supporting them and yeah they are now based in germany so i hope to see them live again very soon and my album of the year i think <laughs> everybody who knows me um, might have noticed that i didn't mention the album yet so it can't be anything else than n is okay with aurora I was expecting this in the beginning of the year, but I thought all the time, okay, if this band might release an album, that might be better. And then other albums came and I thought, oh, well, this could catch my attention more than Aurora. But uh, what really happened is that this album always came back to me. I felt the desire to listen to it throughout the year from January to up until now. <laughs> and I, uh, I wrote the review about the album so I, I had the possibility to listen to it from really early January so a few weeks before it was even released so more or less from day one of 2021 I am obsessed with Aurora by NSOK and so yeah it's quite logical that this is my number one album of the year and I'm very happy that they just recently announced they will release a special edition of Aurora in February next year with uh, some live versions of the songs uh, which they played in a live stream, sh live stream show and also some songs that they remastered because they now have a new singer and they recorded I think three songs in new or the vocals, the screams and yeah, remastered it. So I'm really looking forward to that one. So... That have been our albums of the year. Um, but which are the songs that you have been listening to a lot and that you can recommend? Um, most of them come off of the albums that I already mentioned. And I didn't get to 10 either. Well, wait, two, four, six, eight. Yeah. I have 11, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> It balances out. That's perfect. Yes. So uh, from Epica's release Omega, I 
have been listening a lot to Abyss of Time and The Skeleton Key. The Skeleton Key especially um, came back to me again in these past few months because it talks, um, or the way I interpret the lyrics, um, they talk about anxiety and, you know, those are people might relate to me when you get into those kind of thought spirals and uh, they're, especially if they're dark, you know, and, and um, there's this beautiful line. I think it's the very first line in the song that says a hundred thousand voices have been screaming in my mind this night again. And that was something that I could really relate a lot to. And just the song feels really cathartic when talking about that topic. And another one that I think talks about the same subject and uh, again strikes a chord with me is Circle With Me by Spirit Box uh, that also talks about um, that kind of imposter syndrome and just wanting to reach something and um, there, then you know the vultures in your head start messing uh, messing around um, so yeah those are uh, very beautiful songs that I've been singing all uh, well yeah, all month long and for sure a few months. Another one of Spirit Boxes uh, that I love a lot is Constance. That's the ballad and it's just really, really beautiful. Um, that was actually written in the pandemic uh, about uh, Courtney LaPlante's grandma who passed away during the pandemic and uh, Courtney couldn't be there to say goodbye. So it's also a very, very emotional song that I like a lot. From um, As Everything Unfolds, uh, Wallow and Grayscale have been uh, in my playlists as well. Um, those are also really cool songs. Um, they're a lot of fun to, to have stuck in your head. <laughs> and um, then there is Alkaline by Sleep Token. That is also just dark and beautiful. And Judgment Day by Dark Horse White Horse is also very existentialist. And, um, well, when Marcelette talk, told us about what she was going through when she wrote all the lyrics for the EP, it's just very, very logical to know that. And uh, in general, I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just really grateful for all this beautiful music that comes with those uh, messages we can relate to and um, that also express our own feelings or my own feelings at least so yes those were my uh, favorite songs this year nice um now i'm curious about some of them so i <laughs> kind of put them in my playlist as well uh, we have one similarity and that is as everything unfolds with wallow the song came out really early this year but yeah i I was really impressed by also the music, but especially the vocals, which are from, I don't know, also <laughs> a lot of styles that you can do in screaming this time. And um, at the same time, Charlie Rolf has a very light voice. So there is a part that even sounds like a ballad in that song and that comes out of a sudden. So really, really cool song. Um, another song that I've been listening to a lot is Lorna Shore to the Hellfire. My favorite song of the Eminence album is Ghost, also with a really cool music video that I, to be honest, don't really understand. <laughs> My favorite on the Dreamshade album is Elephant. And um, yeah, my or the track that I mentioned now from the NSOK album is Under Your Tattoos, but that is because many of the songs have already been released in 2020. And so this is the the best of the songs that I didn't know before. Let me say it like this. Uh, what else? I was really impressed by Paper Tiger by Ghost Iris, with, which also came out pretty early this year. And then out of a sudden, Gojira said, hey, we have a new song and here is the music video <laughs> and we're going to release a new album. And the right. song is, yes, the song is Born for One Thing and that song is really impressive. I wish the whole album would sound like this song. But it doesn't, unfortunately. That's right. I had totally forgotten that Gojira released an album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's just not what I expected. My song of the summer is definitely We Got the Moves by E. Callboy. 
I think you Hell can't, yeah. uh, you couldn't have passed summer without listening to this song at least once because it was everywhere and it's awesome, <laughs> especially in combination with the music video. Windrunner released a new song this year, which is called Mahogany, that really uh, caught my attention because the new singer Nan, um, she sounds really impressive on this one also. I didn't know that she is such a good singer before I listened to this song. So yeah, um, recommendation for this one. Um, I've been listening a lot to Defocus with Thought of a Vision. And my song of the year is definitely by We Came as Romans, the song Black Hole. And what is special about Black Hole? The vocals are distorted, technically distorted, and they sound like what the guitar does in Gent. So it is Gent, but with vocals. <laughs> and that sounds so cool. And the whole song makes me really looking forward to a new album by We Came As Romans, which I think isn't announced yet, but I expect it to be out next year. But I also expected them to release an album this year. So let's see what happens. Yes, let's talk about a sad topic. <laughs> no. Live events. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not so many. <laughs> no, different, definitely the best one was Euroblast and getting to see Ginger live. <laughs> But also that was the only concert I've been to this year. Wait. Yes, I think so. Yeah, we've been there together, so <laughs> I agree that it was awesome. Oh, no, wait, I went to another concert here. Ah. Yeah, but I can talk about that later. Go on. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other bands that played at Euroblast, it was a special edition this year, were Defocus, Space of Variations, and Hypnos. Hypnos didn't really fit in the lineup, I think, but yeah. Um cool event um it felt a bit weird to be indoor with so many people but everybody was tested vaccinated or recovered from covid and they really checked that on the entrance they not only ask are you da -da 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 -da? yes okay <laughs> come in they really checked that and so yeah i felt quite safe in there um the first concert and the first and only real concert that i visited this year is Ghost Kid in Leipzig with my dear friend Saskia. That was open air and not a lot of people were allowed. So there was a lot of space and it felt quite safe. <laughs> and I think it was the second gig of Ghost Kid ever. He or the, the whole band did a really great show and yeah, everybody enjoyed finally having live music again. Then I went to Rock am Stück with my friend Marco. That also was a special Corona edition and we had to sit. <laughs> There were only three bands playing per day, I think. Um, but it was the first time that I saw NSOK on stage. So I really enjoyed that a lot. And I went to Baden and Blut with Steffi. If you have been listening to Metal and High Heels, our previous podcast, so to speak, you should know her <laughs> and that was the most festival-like experience this year because yeah it was open air it was at the venue where the festival normally also takes place only with of course um, not so many people allowed on the festival ground there were I think I think eight or nine bands playing and yeah that was the most festival-like experience for me this year and that was really awesome hell yes But what we did this year, we watched a lot of music videos, <laughs> especially in your stream. That too, I was going to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, and, and before we end up with the, or, or go away from, from the live uh, music here in Ecuador, I happened to three different concerts already, or at least live music events. Ooh. Yeah, right? Weird. One I saw them, that on your story as well. Yes. One of them was the album release of a DJ. So it was more electronic music. Yeah. And uh, it was also outside and it was at a very beautiful location on top of a mountain. So you could see the whole valley in its uh, lights at night. That was beautiful. 
I went to the concert of a band I used to listen to when I was 15, a pop rock band from here. So that was a lot of uh, nostalgia. Um, I went with two friends. It was open air. They checked our vaccination certificates. But they, I mean, they are not so thorough in checking. It could be any PDF you are <laughs> showing. But I mean, we trust that all the people are vaccinated. Ecuador actually has a vaccination rate of around 80% of the population. Uh, of nice. above 16-year-olds. Uh, now they're also vaccinating over 5-year-olds. So um, there are, there are uh, campaigns going on right now. And people are getting their third shot as well. Um, I should get mine in January or February. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that was a very nostalgic kind of concert thing. And then uh, two weeks ago, or wait, wait, well, 10 days ago, on December 4th, I went to a huge party where three different bands played. That was more party music, though. It was cumbia and merengue and all that stuff because it was for the city's uh, foundation festivities. Fiestas de Quito is a, is a huge thing here. Um, but yeah, and before uh, we go over to uh, the music videos, videos, um, the kind of hybrid thing that there is between concerts and videos is the live streams. And this year I watched a lot more live streams. I watched As Everything Unfolds, uh, their live stream in the spring. Epica's Omega Live I also watched in the spring. Um, and I haven't watched it yet, but I got a ticket for Trivium's um, In Waves 10th anniversary live stream that just aired on uh, Saturday, no, Friday the 10th. Uh, there were some technical difficulties, so they extended the the video on demand replay until this Friday, December 17th, and um, I'm probably going to watch that this week. I think this whole COVID leads to a kind of comeback of live albums or live versions. Because if you recorded them for a stream, then you have it and you can release them also just the songs on the streaming platforms and stuff like that. And that's th something I think is really cool because I miss having live versions of my favorite songs. Hell yes. But yeah, we watched a lot of uh, music videos on my Twitch channel, on our Heavy Friday streams. And I only have two that stuck out the most and are also pretty new. Um, one of them is, of course, by Spirit Box for the song Hurt You. That is a pretty cool song. And the video is just really disgusting. <laughs> But it's a fun video, even though it's disgusting. So Hurt You by Spirit Box, a definite watch, must watch. And um, the other one, the other video that I also liked a lot is by Volumes. And it's called Bent. And it has this very romantic atmosphere and we analyze that a lot I think like with all the with the colors reflect, reflecting the emotions and stuff it's just really cool how about you Pia? one of my favorite videos is obviously by E. Callboy we got the moves <laughs> hell yeah that's a really cool one for sure yes yes another one that makes you want to party is by pain party in my head because I think um, it sums up the right. parties in times of COVID or what goes on in your head when you think about Corona and partying. <laughs> so that one was also special for me. I definitely did a lot of partying like that this year, partying in front of, the, of a screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's very accurate. Yeah. Then I think we watched the video in your stream, The Sleeper with Coven. That's a video that still impresses me a lot because you see this witch circle, this coven, um, just practicing their witchcraft and everything is quiet and peaceful and the song is very heavy and I expected something to happen. I expected them to summon a demon or something like that and it just didn't happen. And so this music video uh, really left a mark on me. <laughs> Uh, another one that's really cool that I can totally recommend is by the Tex Avery Syndrome for the song Howl because their singer Laura performs very impressive in this one. 
she's writing the lyrics um, on glass and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, you, you should definitely give that one um, a, a watch. <laughs> and there is a song, uh, there is a music video that looks really cool but it's not a it's not a real music video it's a one shot but it's actually with two cameras you can see the other camera sometimes in the the in the first shot so to speak um that is surrender by the band resolve and you see the singer in a very impressive landscape just him with a microphone singing the song and um yeah That's it. <laughs> one camera goes around him all the time. The other one is a close up on his face. And that's what you see in this video. But it, it looks really cool. I also have a special mention. Gojira released a music video for their song Amazonia. And they, um, they released it with a announcement of a really big, um, project. They collected money for keeping the Amazonia alive. So the music video is cool, but this whole campaign that came with it, yeah, that really should be mentioned in this podcast. We also gonna recommend some newcomers. So I have two newcomers that I can talk about. First one I already mentioned um, with one of my songs of the years, and that is Defocus. I didn't know the band before and they released their debut album in the middle of this year. The album is really good and um, we saw the band live at Euroblast as we mentioned before. They are also really cool on stage and they are also very cool people. So go check them out. Um, give their album a listen. The album is called In the Eye of Death We Are All the Same. And the second band that... Um, that I found <laughs> this year is Dying Witch. They released their debut album in October, which is called Fragments of a Bitter Memory. And they play kind of hardcore, metalcore, but it also has a lot of death metal elements, um, in my opinion, in my ear. So yes, you should definitely um, give Defocus and Dying Witch a listen. And now... I'm curious to hear which newcomers you have discovered this year, Kiki. Newcomers? I'm not sure if they are newcomers, but I've talked about them already. They are both from the UK. As Everything Unfolds would be my definite newcomer of 2021. And uh, Sleep Token. They both played at the Heavy Music Awards. And... Uh, I was so dying to go there. <laughs> I was at the, at the beginning of September. Well, I'm not sure if Sleep Token even counts as a newcomer. They Their album was the second one. So... Um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. All right. Then. <laughs> okay, that was it music-wise. What have you been gaming this year? This year, so much and so little, as I said. Um I came back to Destiny 2, came back to raiding with my clan. That was awesome. After a long break, um, after last year, I don't know, things happened. The clan wasn't as organized anymore. And uh, we all came, or a lot of people came back to it. So it's really cool. We are looking forward to the expansion that's coming out in February, The Witch Queen. Um And yes, I am actually not gaming anything at all right now because I'm far away from my PC and we are in Ocean Away. I miss it so badly. <laughs> But um, yes, I look forward to that. Uh, this year, I, I came back also to other older games. Um, Dead by Daylight is one of them. And my friends and I have been playing that one a lot. It's a really cool uh, kind of horror game. Um, I used to be pretty scared of, of it, about it. I don't know. And I wanted to play it with friends. And this year, just a lot of people around me, around me got into it. So uh, we actually, I finally had the opportunity to play it a lot. I also went back to a single player called Vampire, Vampire with, uh, with a Y. 
And um, that one came out in 2018 and I had played it only until the first difficult boss, which I couldn't defeat and that frustrated me. So I left it. But this year I played it through. I played it through on stream as well. And it was just awesome. It was amazing. I like the story a lot. I definitely recommend that one. Another one about vampires um, is Blood Hunt. It plays in the Vampire the Masquerade universe, but is actually a first-person shooter in a Battle Royale mode. Uh, but you don't only have weapons, you also have abilities, vampiric abilities. So it's just really cool. The graphics are amazing. The vampires look really nice. Um, the map is, or the game is set in Prague. So it's really, it's just really beautiful. Uh, we were playing early access, apparently, though. So uh, they took it off the market right now and they are officially launching it early next year. And I uh, look forward to that a lot. Yes. Nice. Um, for me, gaming-wise, 2020 and 2021, um, they mix a bit in my memory. <laughs> so um, I can only say, or I only have clear memory from the moment that I got my PlayStation 5 in June this year. <laughs> And the first game that I played on it was actually a PlayStation 4 game that was Ghost of Tsushima. But I enjoyed that a lot, and I think that's the game that I played the most. They also released a DLC just recently, which also is really cool. And I played some other titles on my PlayStation 5, which, for example, is Ratchet and Clank. I think they are well known. <laughs> I didn't expect to enjoy the game so much. I thought I'd play a couple of hours and then I'm bored of it. But no, I really finished the game. Um, I played... Spider-Man Miles Morales, which reminded me a lot of Prototype, especially Prototype 2, when we talk about the gameplay and everything and how you can skill your character. On my Nintendo Switch, I at the moment play uh, Pokemon, the remastered remake, remastered, I don't know, <laughs> the new version of Pearl. And on my PlayStation, I play Life is Strange True Colors. Oh, don't tell me anything about it. I bought okay. it and I haven't been able to play it because I'm here. <laughs> okay, then I can tell you that it's really good. <laughs> nice. I look forward. That was also on my list because it came out this year, but I haven't had the chance to play it yet. Uh, there's just too many great games and too little time. And so I couldn't start it. I, I couldn't get it before I came here. And um, yeah. I got it now, and I'm just really counting the days. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are you looking forward to in 2022? In general? Because music-wise, I honestly, I don't know if I'm completely disconnected or if just my favorite bands already released stuff this year, because I have no <laughs> idea what's coming up next year for 2022. I know I want to travel again a lot, That's and, and festivals, hell yes. But that's it. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that's also what I wrote down, live music. <laughs> I got so many tickets for NSOK, for e Callboy. As everything unfolds, as we just said, canceled their tour. But I think they will come to Europe if it's or to the to the uh, outside UK Mainland. part of Europe. Yeah. Mainland <laughs> of Europe, thank you. <laughs> Um, as soon as it's possible. Eminence will go on tour, Rising Insane, and also Dream Shade. That's what is already on my list, but I think there is a lot more to come. I hope there is a lot more to come, and also festivals. Um, as I already said, I hope that We Came With Romans will release an album next year. The Sleeper will release an album in January. I mentioned the special edition of Aurora, which will be out in February. I'm pretty sure there will be an E. Callboy album and there will be a new album by The Birthday Massacre. Yes, that's coming out this month already. I just got an email about it. And oh, really? So, yes, so I can give you all the specifics. The Birthday Massacre is releasing Fascination on February 18th. Dreams of You came out yesterday, December 13th. And um, yeah, February. That's awesome. Mm hmm 
Um, we didn't mention what also was special about this year is that we made a podcast makeover. <laughs> yes, we re-released our podcast. Yes, I hope that you really like um, our the changes that we made, our new um, yes environment, so to speak, our new topics and stuff like that. Um, let us know what you think. Drop us a message on Instagram or somewhere else and yeah, tell us. And also um, tell us what topics you would like us to discuss. We're curious about that. I also have a podcast recommendation. I can recommend the podcast Conversations with Kenzie. It's the podcast uh, by Kenzie and she invites guests to her episodes and talks about very interesting topics. So um, she had an episode about cancel culture. Uh, she also talks about weight bias and um, this very critical on the diet culture. But yeah, she has a lot of topics. So she has one episode about if porn can be harmful for a personal, also for a relationship. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that every one of you will find a topic that is interesting. And so give Kenzie a listen. Do you have a podcast recommendation? I have been listening to the same old podcasts, I think. I don't think I have any new uh, recommendations there. I have a series recommendation that I think was is based on a podcast. Mm -hmm. And that is the Netflix show. It's an animated show, even. Um, Midnight Gospel. And the visuals are very trippy. Like, the person who made this was on drugs when they made it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually... That drugs is one of the first topics they talk about, they discuss. So it's a series that's actually, as I understand it, that's actually made more for the conversation, for the dialogue. So you can just have it playing in the background. You can watch the trippy visuals or you can just listen to it. And uh, the conversations that these people have are really insightful and they're really cool. So yeah, um, I also hope that you are all enjoying our new concept out there. And uh, as we were just mentioning at the beginning, we will have many more and um, different, interesting and important topics coming up next year. At least for the next two episodes, I will still be here. And so this will be my sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably. But... Um, yeah, we will obviously continue after that and we will probably and hopefully be able to also tell you about all the cool festivals we attend. And that was our show, right? Yes, that's it. <laughs> I don't think we need to talk about the music that we've been listening to recently because we talked a lot about music. <laughs> this episode. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like it, um, subscribe to our podcast, follow us on Instagram, Bleeding Metal Pod. And yes, happy that you have been listening until now. <laughs> oh yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Talk to you next time. Also, uh, yeah, happy New Year's and such. Uh, guten Rutsch, as the Germans say. For some reason, the Germans wish you to slide well into the New Year, so go do that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye.